0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Steve Mez, and alongside me is special guest host this week, Kate Mez.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: The Team Blaney Podcast is brought to you by fans, for fans. We've been diehard followers of the Blaney Racing family for two decades. Today, we closely follow third-generation driver, Ryan Blaney, who pilots the number 12 Ford Mustang for Team Penske on the NASCAR Cup Series circuit. Each week on the podcast, we will review Ryan's latest NASCAR race and preview the race for the upcoming weekend, offering news, notes, statistics, and analysis. All right, Kate. So we're off of the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Motor Speedway. Yes. Any opening thoughts of what you saw?
1: Uh, it ended on kind of a sour note. But it, it, it was good for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we've seen this year that if the team executes and, and Ryan does, does what he needs to do, that uh, the days are usually pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes out of no fault of your own, you know, that's racing. But, hey, we'll get into it.
0: <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's get into it. Let's start off with the, uh, the uh, Kansas uh, Hollywood Casino 400. Ryan Blaney, Race Recap. Kansas Speedway. First off, in my notes, uh, I, I put in there, happy belated birthday to Dave Laney.
1: Happy birthday, Dave!
0: <laughs> Kate wanted to make sure I did that, but I actually wrote it down on Sunday itself. It's actually mm-hmm. in my original notes. Uh, the stages were 80, 160, 267, competition caution at lap 25, uh, Fuel window of like 63 to 67 laps. Um, and I start off with the inspection on, on Sunday morning because uh, early on in inspection, um, the 5, the 12, the 2, the 9, and the 19 all failed first inspection. Now, they can all fail first inspection. It's no big deal. The second time through, they got to pass. Yeah. It got a little tense. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. It hasn't, uh Yeah. The uh, twelfth car hasn't done that hasn't, much. N- no. This year. Um, and we were all kind of staring at the 9 car to see what would happen. Well,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, all the playoff cars actually passed on the second time through. Um, so Ryan was going to start uh, P2. He had pit stall number eight, which was actually uh, on pit road with an opening behind it. So um, he didn't have anybody in front of him anytime he had to go out of the pits. Um, and uh, let's see here, the number six and the double zero did end up going to the rear for their infractions during uh, inspection. Number five was on the pole, and uh, the pole uh, at the opening of the race can can choose you know top or bottom. So he did take the top. Um, the two was actually behind Ryan on the start, and I thought this would be a good, good way to start to push him along, hopefully. Um, but uh, they kinda, he kind of wavers between first and third in the first couple laps there. By lap two, he's actually in second, and at lap three, the two passes him, so he's in third. But at lap five, I noticed that Penske was two, three, and four. It was the two, the 12, the 22 were all up in the top uh, top five there. Uh, lap seven, uh, he was about 4.2 seconds back of the lead. By lap ten, uh, there was the caution for rain, uh, he was in third at that point. Um, they brought him down uh, pit road, and red flagged it. Uh, and they had lightning. Um, what did they say about the raindrops on the? On, what Brian say he had raindrops on the windshield?
1: Oh, I thought he said penny size. And
0: then, and Josh said like.
1: Quarter size? Quarter size, <laughs> the
0: raindrops falling on his head. Yeah. So, um. They did, just, it ended up being a
1: quick band yeah. of rain.
0: And actually, NASCAR did something that I'd never seen them do before, and that was once the band looked like it was through, they waved off the 30 minute delay. Yeah,
1: you know what? I don't ever remember them doing that before.
0: So they, they kind of brought it back real quick. Um. They, uh. We're gonna stay out for the quickie yellow when they did come back, and, um. Josh noted that there was a lot of trash blowing around. It was pretty windy still. Um, Todd says this should be as windy as it gets today. Uh, It should die down as the day goes on. Um, First choose code of the day, not on TV. The leader was the five, um, and uh, he took the top. Ryan also took the top, ended up in row two right behind him. Lap 16 is the restart, and by lap 18, it settled into third place there. Like I said, these first couple laps after a restart, it gets kind of hairy, and you can't really keep track of everybody. you got to kind of wait until it shakes out. Uh, lap 19, um, Ryan's a little frustrated on the radio with some of the guys around him because some guys are going three wide here still during that opening yeah. couple laps. Uh, lap 20, uh, the nine does pass, and Ryan ends up in fourth. And at lap 21, the 24 passes, and he is in fifth. Uh, but lap 22, the 24 and the 22 pass, so he ends up in 6th at this point. He's complaining about being tight, plowing tight uh, on the front end there. And um, at lap 23, he says it took off for no reason, so he'd come out of a turn and it kind of like shot off on him. But there was caution for the 18th at this point with the tire going down, and they've made this the competition caution. Uh, the four tires in in sixth out eighth. Um, there were a couple teams that took no tires the 21 and the 10 took no tires And the 14 took uh, two tires So this kind of is why they they lost a spot or two on pit road had nothing to do with the actual pit stop itself uh, choose comes the leader was the 21 taking the bottom and Ryan took the the um, the bottom also row four Uh, This one was actually on TV because it was sponsored by Bush's Beans.
1: Yes, and I went out and bought a bunch of Bush's Beans this week.
0: Just because of that? Eh,
1: partially. got to support sponsors.
0: So (laughs) lap 27 was restart. At lap 28, uh, Ryan is in sixth at this point. By lap 30, he passes the 14 for fifth. At lap 31, he passes the 21 for fourth. At lap 32, he passes the 22 for 5th, and the 5 is the lead at this point. Um, and at lap, uh, let's see, lap 33, he's nine. There, the 9 takes the lead, I'm sorry. Lap 35, the 24 takes the lead, so all the Hendrick cards are taking turns at the front. Uh, lap 36, the uh, he passes the 22, gets himself up to 4th, they pass back and forth a little bit, actually, for a couple laps there. Uh, by lap 39, he's back to 4th. About three seconds back of the leader and at lap 44 he says it's working a lot better just loose everywhere at lap 54 the the 19 is a flat right rear and uh, Ryan at this point is in fourth he is uh, about seven seconds back of the leader and uh, lap 62 he's still in fourth and the lap team lap times are actually right with the leader at this point so Uh, You know, once they settle out and make adjustments, they're they're pretty close to what the guys at the front are doing. Um, Lap 65, he's uh, two seconds back of third place, the nine car. And uh, lap 71, he has a tire going down. So somewhere before this, and I, I really didn't, I lost track of where or I didn't really hear it, but he actually had hit the wall. He had done one of those things we see all day with a couple of the other cars where... He slid the, uh, the rear end of the car and it actually hit the wall and knocked the fender in enough where it started to cut the tire slowly. And like I said, at lap 71, he has a tire down, he comes and brings it in. Um, they fill it with fuel and at that time, um, they do pull the fender out too at the same time, so they, there was enough damage there that if they wouldn't have done that, it would, it would have kept happening.
1: Well, it doesn't take much.
0: They do. Um, they do tell him that they're going to basically take a, the wave around when they get to the end of the stage here. So he's 26th, one lap down, and this is a you know this is a battle to get yourself back on that lead lap. Uh, lap 78. Um, Josh is keeping track of the leader till the end of the stage here because he wants to make sure they're ahead of him, um, trying to only be one lap down so they can take the wave around. And sure enough, they end up 27th at the end of the stage. Uh, one lap down at uh, lap 80, Larson wins stage one. Um, yeah, they, they, they tapped the wall, but I, like I said, I lost track of where it might have been happening. But there are 15 cars in the lead lap um, at this caution. Um, and they stay out, so they get their wave around to get back on the lead lap. Um, a bunch of other cars do this also. Uh, Chusko the leader is the five. He takes the low. Ryan takes the low. Um... The 19, the 2, the 12, all had right rear tire problems, so they all had these issues where they kind of hit the wall. Um, He's 18th for the choose cone, which they didn't show on TV. Um, Lap 86 is the restart for stage 2. Lap 87, he's 17th. Lap 98, 16th. uh, Lap 111, he's all the way up to 15th. Lap 116, he's up to 14th. And at lap 118, they start green flag pitting. At lap 123, um, they're pitting. They're 14th at the beginning of this cycle. At um, lap 128, they're back out there in 18th after pitting, uh, but a few cars actually haven't pitted yet. So, um, Lap 133, the 18 hits the ball, and then, you know, more issues for him. Um, Brian is in 16th at this point, and the next lap he passes the uh, 38th to get to 15th. Uh, The 22 car is still yet to pit, so once it does cycle around, he ends up 14th here. The 19 pits, he ends up in 14th. Lap 146, the 22 pits. Ryan is still in the lead lap in 14th at this point, and the 24 does lead now that uh, the 22 has pitted. At lap 153, um, he passes the 20 to get to 13th, and at lap 160, uh, the 24 wins the stage and Ryan does hold on the lead lap, which is important here, because you know if you get lapped, and you're the first car lapped down, you get that lucky dog, but you also have to start the tail end on the longest line and pass all the cars um, that have been lapped. So um, staying on the lead lap was real important here. Um, being the last car on the lead lap, they wanna make sure that when they make their adjustments here, they're gonna make a huge swing at it, and if they come out of the pits 13th, that's fine, because they're already 13th anyway. And actually what ends up happening is the 42 has a penalty on the pit stop. So Ryan is actually going to be 12th for the choose come. So starting the third stage, we're in good shape. We're only, uh, you know, we're almost to the top 10. Um, the leader is the 5. He takes the top. Ryan also takes the top. TV did show this choose come. Uh, the restarts at lap 168. In the next three laps, he gets himself to 9th. At lap 172, he's up to eighth. 173, he passes the 38. He's up to seventh. And they do pit at lap 174, four tires and fuel. In seventh and out seventh. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There was a there was a crash of the 38. Actually, that's what that's what happened there. So they did have a caution. Um, some cars did stay out, but um, Ryan does end up seventh for the choose cone. Uh, The leader at this point was the eight who stayed out. He took the bottom Ryan also took the bottom and they did show this one on TV also So at lap 178 we have this restart And he's in seventh uh, And by lap 181 he's only about a second back in seventh still so they haven't shaken him yet Um, the 11 passes him at lap 186 which gets him to eighth and He passes the 11 back a, a lap later. They kind of went back and forth at lap 188, he passes the 22 for sixth. And at lap 191, um, the 11 does pass him again. And he gets back into seventh. Um, and at lap 207, the 19 passes, and uh, he's back to eighth. And they're talking about a, a, a chunk of uh, tire on the back stretch. Oh, yeah, and
1: they kept showing it. They kept showing it on
0: TV, and NASCAR, for a couple laps, didn't do anything about it. Um,
1: a lot of guys were complaining about, it. like I, there were a lot. Yeah, a lot of guys. <laughs> want, a lot of
0: guys wanted to caution, I guess, too. But uh, they, you know, they definitely uh, saw it wasn't It wasn't even
1: close to the line. I mean, it was up in yeah, the
0: racing if you, surface. If you went too wide, yeah, you know, somebody was going to break would, it. Yeah, moved into it. So at lap two seventeen, they, they they actually have a caution for the six car actually that happens instead. Yeah. Uh, so. They go into pit, four tires, fuel. Uh, they're worried about working on rear security here. Um, they're in eighth. They come out 10th, um, which actually ends up ninth for the Choose Cone, so something happened to one of the teams there. Um, the leader at this point is uh, Kurt Busch, <laughs> and he took the top. Brian took the bottom, ends up in row four. Uh, they didn't show the cone. And here we go. During this restart, we're going to get debate about this maybe. Um these guys who are not in the championship are still racing for a win. They're still racing for the race. Um, and within a lap or two of the restart, there Ryan gets wrecked by the three car. Uh, we we watch the race. We've got I've got the scanner on. The scanner was a couple seconds ahead of the TV, and unfortunately, Josh can't warn Ryan about getting hit like that. The guy no. was no. The guy was below him. Um, Austin Dillon was below him and Austin lost it coming off of two and hit just tagged him yeah tagged. Took him yeah, into the wall. to the end of the wall um, what are you gonna do what was interesting after the race well after not during not after the race but um, they got the car into the pits they checked on the car they just tried to get the car from the pits to the garage so they put tires on to do that and the only thing Ryan asked was who was it and what happened because he didn't really know. Hmm. And Josh told him what happened. And Ryan, the only thing Ryan really said over the radio was he had two more lanes to race in. Yeah. So where they were on the track, Ryan did nothing to pinch him. Ryan wasn't trying to do anything to him. But what he was also saying is Austin could have raced a little lower on the track than, than where he was. He was... Should have gave him, gave him room, and I don't know what you feel about that with some of these guys that are out of the playoffs, but I sometimes, you know, in the in the weeks past, these incidents have happened, and it's somebody else's mess. So, when, you know, I haven't thought about it as much. Of course, now that it's Ryan was in the middle of it, 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 you think about it more. They're still racing for a win, or they're still racing to show how good they are, and the three car definitely wants to show how good he is because the eight car is – been showing up really well for children the last couple of weeks. But at some point, don't they have to kind of know where their surroundings are and who they're around?
1: To a point, but, I mean, I'm not in the playoffs any, anymore, or maybe I never was, you know, Bubble wasn't in the – but, it, you know, what, I'm I I want to win. I need to win. My sponsors need to win. I need to get on TV and show people, like, I am a racer and I'm, I'm for real. Um, I really – don't care (laughs) that you're in the playoffs to a point um no I mean you still want to I mean obviously you don't want to get into a wreck anyway and you don't want to hit you know someone take him out like that whether he's in the playoffs or not you don't want to do that but I think it was just one of those things where they all kind of had I mean even Ryan said you know it just took off on me or you know um Kyle Busch with his day and it's just like out of nowhere it would just jump and I don't know I don't know if it was the surface or the tires I don't know what it was but I mean it was kind of just one of those things that just kind of happened and like you said it's happened to a lot of other guys in the last few weeks and Ryan's been doing and this time it was him.
0: Yeah I kind of wish that there'd be a little more uh, where they pay attention to courtesy. where they're, yeah, well, not courtesy per se, but just where they're at, pay attention to where they're at and where they're at in the race, too.
1: i don't I don't think that he what you know, like he he immediately apologized and said, you know, obviously I didn't mean to do anything, you know, um I, I just think it was just one of those he was racing, and i I mean, don't make me defend Austin Dillon <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it was just he was racing i I don't have any ill feelings towards him.
0: Like I said, you know, we want a different circumstance because we know what the difference will be. Um, You know, Kyle Larson goes on to win the race, and this actually is helpful to the playoff push because um, now he's won the last two races in this round. So uh, he's taken a spot away that somebody else, you know, now somebody can point in, basically. An extra person can point in uh, depending on who wins next week. when they did show the playoff standings, uh, that was the interesting part here. Uh, Elliott uh, Larson's has the two wins, so he's automatically into Phoenix. Elliot is 34 points above the cut line. Hamlin is 32 points above the cut line. Bush Kirk, uh, Kyle Bush is one point above, and then Ryan is one point below. So he's he's got look looking at one guy basically. Truix is three points under Kozlowski six points under, and Logano 26 points under. And we'll talk about that more when we go to preview uh, later on in the show. Um, but it really <laughs> took the quite quite took the wind out of our our sails because um, it ends up being like about a twenty point difference.
1: It is that big cushy lead is gone, you know, up into the standings. Um, so that mm, that wasn't great. But I mean, he's only one under. You know, he's yeah. only. You know, he could be like, would you say 26, Logano? Like, it could be. It could be way worse. Yeah. It's not.
0: Uh, You know, as Adam would say, the power of positivity. um, You know, if you told me at the beginning of the season we'd get to the the last race before the championship, and Ryan had a chance to race his way into the championship four, I'd be pretty happy with that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, we definitely won't know what we want to see, and we hope we see this weekend, but in an overall perspective of things, they're there. They're on the doorstep now. So, like I said, we'll get into that more in the preview part of the show. Um, but any more thoughts on, on what you saw this past weekend?
1: Um, I mean, he – take out, you know, Austin Dillon and everything that happens after that. But, I mean, he it was, it was great to see him uh, fighting for positions there. And he was – I mean – the car wasn't exceptionally well, but I mean it was definitely competitive and he was proving it like lap after lap after lap.
0: Yeah, after that restart would have shook out, I mean he was about sixth or seventh when all that happened, and how it would have went from there to the end, you know, if he ended up top six or seven like the week before, like I said, it would have been a huge points points thing, he would have been racing with Elliot and Hamlin this week instead, trying to see who you know, if he could outpoint those guys and pass them. Um But the car has the speed, uh, you know, and the driver has the speed. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, on to next week. But uh, we're going to take a look back at this week in NASCAR history. This week in NASCAR history.
1: Our first look back into NASCAR history actually starts with Mr. Dave Blaney. On October 25th, 1992, Dave Blaney made his Winston Cup debut, starting 36th and finishing 31st at Rockingham.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure the team, but uh, somebody can look that up, But I know it was the number 80 car.
1: On October 26, 2014, even though it's short and slow, Martinsville Speedway is one of the tracks that every driver wants to win at, and that's exactly what Hall of Famer Dale Earnhardt Jr. did in the Goody's Headache Relief Shot 500. Driving the number 88 Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, Earnhardt won by .344 seconds over his teammate and fellow Hall of Famer, Jeff Gordon. Earnhardt led 79 laps to capture the $155,000 first place money and the famed Grandfather Clock Trophy. The victory was the fourth of the year for Earnhardt, who had earlier won the Daytona 500 and both Pocono races. Next we've got October 27, 2002 driving for the Hall of Fame team owner Jack Roush. Second-year Premier Series driver Kurt Busch led 84 of 248 laps to capture the rain shortened Napa 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway over Joe Nemechek. The next four drivers behind Nemechek were also all Hall of Famers. Dale Jarrett finished third, followed by Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jeff Gordon. The victory, just the third of Busch's young career, was worth $212,000. 14 of the top 15 finishers drove for teams owned by Hall of Famers. October 28, 1979. The stars of NASCAR showed up well into the final road race of the 1980 International Race of Champions season at Riverside International Raceway in Southern California. There, Darrell Waltrip beat fellow Hall of Famer Bobby Allison by 1.48 seconds in the 30 lap battle on the 2.54 mile road course. Even though the race was run, run in 1979, it counted in the 1980 I Rock championship, which Allison later claimed. Waltrip was the runner-up. October 29, 1961. At Orange Speedway, a dirt track in Hillsborough, North Carolina, Hall of Famers swept the top five finishing spots, with Joe Weatherly leading 164 of 165 laps in his Budmore-owned Pontiac to win $1,150. Rex White finished second, one lap behind Weatherly. Next came Ned Jarrett, followed by engine builder Maurice Petty in the rare appearance behind the wheel. Fireball Roberts took fifth. October 30th, 1994. Racing in the Sonoran Desert at Phoenix International Raceway, Hall of Famer Terry Labonte passed Sterling Martin with 29 laps to go to capture the slick 5500. Labonte took the checkered flag in his Hendrick Motorsport Chevrolet, just over three seconds ahead of fellow Hall of Famer Mark Martin, with Marlin holding on for third and Labonte's teammate Jeff Gordon placing fourth. The race victory paid sixty-seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-five. November first, two thousand fifteen. Martinsville, a lot of you remember this. Martinsville Speedway was Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon's favorite track and his most productive too. Gordon earned nine of his ninety-three premier series race victories at the tiny paperclip shaped half mile track making it the single track where the four-time champion won the most races. Gordon's 93rd and final career victory came in the Goody's Headache Relief shot 500 where he passed AJ Allmendinger with 22 laps to go to secure a hugely emotional victory. With the win came $199,836 and perhaps more importantly a chance to race for a championship in the season finale at Homestead Miami Speedway. That was a great race.
0: Thanks for taking another trip down through this week in NASCAR history. Ryan Blaney, Weekend Preview, Martinsville Speedway. And now, let's uh, preview this week's race at Martinsville, Virginia, in the uh, Martinsville Xfinity 500 this Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock on NBC, MRN, uh, TSN if you're in Canada. Um, Martinsville is a uh, quite a unique place, the paperclip, as they call it, uh, half a mile. Uh, I like to say it's two drag strips with uh, turns at the end. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this week, uh, sh- you know, let's just start talking playoff points right away. Let's let's just get right into it, okay? Because uh, you know, everybody's like wants to know who needs to do what. And, you know, what does Ryan need to do to to make it in? And. Um, Here's what we got. Okay. Elliot is 34 points to the good, and Hamlin is 32 points to the good. So right away I go to Bob Pachross, the expert on numbers, um, and uh, he says that Elliot has to finish 12th or better, and Hamlin has to finish 15th or better, not including any stage points, just the final result of the day. So whether or not those two actually try to race for a win or worry about a win, I don't think they're really going to be worried about it. They're just going to try to keep the fenders on it and get their finish. Keep
1: it clean.
0: That's it. They get a couple good stage points at the beginning, and, and they'll be good to go. Um, now we get to you know, Ryan's going to start eighth, according to the, the metrics, yeah. and um, they'll be right back there with, uh, with Kyle. <laughs> I think Kyle's seventh. And there's one point between them and from what I saw on the NASCAR broadcast this last weekend, anytime they're tied, Ryan gets the tiebreaker. I think that has to go back to wins or something like that. So if he ends up in tied in points with um, Mr. Bush, uh, he does he does take it. Yeah. Now uh, below Ryan is Truex kozlowski Logano and Truex is closest. He's he's just two points back of Ryan. Kozlowski's five points back at Ryan. And uh, Logano's 25. So Logano is a must win. Um, But any of those guys could get to what would be the fourth position. They could point themselves into the race. The only difference is, is if any of the guys, like, let's say, Bush, Truex, Kozlowski, or Logano, let's say the other four, win the race, then that would bump whoever's on that cut line. So... There's a 10% chance <laughs> that Ryan can get bumped out of this thing altogether by, a, by a, one of those four guys winning. But if he can pass Bush and stay ahead of the other three guys in the points and anybody else wins, including Ryan, um, Ryan will be into Phoenix, into the Final Four. Um, I, I don't know what, what you'd rather see. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see him win the race yeah <laughs> but, um,
1: what's the other option <laughs> this is,
0: you know but <laughs> true oh man but that's the thing is I, I right now I don't I, I, I don't want to see points racing per se but you know they still really should points race with those other guys just in case um, like I said Elliot and, and Hamlin you don't really want to race for the win but if they were to win the race this would assure that there'd be that, that points position somebody could point in on. So, you know, hopefully it's Ryan. Uh, I, I think the attitude that they're having is to take care of their own business. Uh, that's something uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard today that, you know, as long as they take care of their own business and uh, don't, you know, wherever the chips fall where they may, they at least gave it the effort they need to give. Um, you know, Ryan's history at the track. And this is the fun part. When we go back, um, Ryan has uh, two, three, four, five, six, six top top tens Five of four of those are top five. Well, I'm sorry five of those are top fives um, He finished second uh, last year in the fall um, This spring uh, he finished 11th and I know that if you remember the spring race the spring race they were leading and pitted and had an issue with the air hose, if I believe it was correctly, getting caught. Um, I'd like to go back to uh, what year, what did it snow there in Martinsville in the spring?
1: Um, 2018. 18, right?
0: I think that sounds right. Yeah, 2018, um, because we went in the fall uh, of that year and uh we got to go see uh ryan was out of bumped out of the playoffs at that point um, yeah and um the 18 race was one let's see here I'm gonna look it up here because by joe Logano. that's right that was the uh there was some wrecking going on at the end of that race and uh we did get the full martinsville experience so those of you who are going to the race this weekend um, you know, it's, it's so weird to get in and out of there because you're just driving around the hills and the mountains of Virginia and all of a sudden you come around a bend and boom, there you are. Um, if you park on the, uh, the, the hill there, you walk right down to the track. Um, we did get, uh, the, spe- the, the special pre-race package. Um, so we got to tour the pit lane and everything. Oh
1: yeah, we got to go out and walk on the track and everything.
0: That was, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Pick up some lug nuts, uh. Pit road was is really tight there, and we were on pit road, and uh, they, we were there when the cars they were bringing the cars out, mm-hmm. and they were backing them like into position on pit road, and uh, somewhere I have a picture of you uh, helping them push one of the cars into position.
1: Yeah, I was pretending I was helping
0: them. <laughs> and then uh, we, did we have the Martinsville hot dog that day too? I did. Did yeah, you? I, I'm pretty sure I did. It was good. It was, was a hot was, dog. It was, it was good. It wasn't like nothing special to you. No, no it you was people. a hot dog. Um, The hot dog stand is right there in the middle of uh, a pit road. (laughs) It's literally like... Right there in the infield, yeah. Right there in the infield. Um, We got to roam around by the back of the haulers um, and then watch... uh... We weren't supposed to. Yes, we were. (laughs) Um, You're just not allowed into the actual garage area. I don't know what the the passes are like now, right now, with uh, the different procedures. But back then, um, you could roam pretty much everywhere onto the track, um, up and down the um, pit lane. And then to the back of the hollers, because they had the hero cards back there, so yeah. they must have been ready for for people to come back there. But we actually walked all the way down to where the tech line was going on too, watch them go through tech. Uh, a couple cars going out yeah. of the tent. Um, but uh, you know, going back over the over the years here with Ryan at the track, um, yeah, you know, somebody did the statistic to how many laps he's led. It's a couple hundred laps that he's led now. There, uh, 157 this past spring. Uh, 36 in the fall of last year, 34 in the spring of last year, 145 laps um, in in the uh, spring of 18. He, he yeah. led like the first half of the race, race pretty much till uh, I think 18. That was um, Clint Boyer. I think that ended up uh, winning that race. Um, but uh, since since the Boyer win, uh, Logano, Kozlowski, Truex, Truex, Elliott, Truex have been the winners uh, at Martinsville. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what scares me about the points. <laughs> Is that if there's one guy who could jump up and win the race, I, I think it's True X.
1: Yeah. But I mean, again, one under the cut line, it's not, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, I mean, you could shoot a 200 game in bowling where you open the first five frames and suddenly you know you strike at the end and you get a 200 and you think it's it's that's amazing but if you start out striking and you're doing really really well and then you open a bunch at the end and you get a 200 you just feel really like the wind knocked out of your sails just man that stinks but it's the exact same score it's just the way it happened and honestly he's not he's not that far down just gotta strap in pull them belts tight keep
0: it clean. I love to keep it clean. Um, So, you know, this weekend, um, or this past weekend in the uh, NASCAR Fantasy Live League, um, I'm going to go back through and uh, give you the results from this past week's league standings, and then uh, because we had um, I did not have a very good week. I'm not even going to bring up my point total. It was pretty low. Uh, Mind you, I'm going to say I had Used Ryan and was hoping Ryan would would win the race so um, didn't go well for me but I had a, a new winner this week uh, Stella Narias won this week Yay! with 247 points supermod finished second tied for second was glitter bugs in fourth was moon Cup in fifth was double-a racing and number in number six was the Dalai Lama four and seventh was Doug 0525. Eighth was Cool Guy Two K. Ninth was Blaring Idiots, and in tenth, the Team Blaney Administrator finished tenth. So good job out of Adam, showing up this week in the podcast by uh, doing well in the fantasy league. Um, let's do the league uh, playoff standings so far. And right now, uh, they're kind of tight. Uh, team Pensky is in first with seventeen thirty-six. Spider Monkey is at 1731, just a couple points back. And then right back behind him is Doug 0525, all within like 20, 30 points of each other. And fourth is Super Mod. And fifth is No Hesitation. And sixth is Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing. Seventh is Moon Cup. Eighth is Blaney Kicks. Beep. Ninth is Go Larson. Tenth. Moving into tenth in the playoff standings, the team Blaney Administrator and in 11th, just three points behind him lurking, is Mez 12. I'll catch you, Adam. I'll catch you this week. I have to recalculate uh, who's going to do what. Uh, the overall standings and uh, for the Team Blaney League, Fantasy League here in NASCAR Live. Uh, Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing is first. Doug 0525 is in second. Blaney Kicks Beep is in third moon cup is up to fourth spider monkey in fifth rogue tough gets to sixth in seventh is go Larson in eighth is glitter bugs in ninth is super mod and bringing up 10th is Mez 12 I've got 10th place it looks like uh, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm barely in intense in so I got to do some work this week coming up and uh, get my act together um, so looking forward, man, with the fantasy and so forth, um, what drivers are you looking for to score some good points, maybe win the race this weekend?
1: He know, besides the 12.
0: <laughs> the 12 could be your guy. I, 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 That's the fun part about the fantasy league. He,
1: he does good at Martinsville. I mean, he, he leads a lot of laps. Um, just got to keep it up there, keep it clean. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I could see, I could see Larson. You know, I, I could see him winning again. Um, uh, I'd love to see uh, Maddie De Benedetto.
0: That'd be crazy. Uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody coming from outside that those eight guys um, would be awesome. Just because I think that, I think that Ryan will do a good job getting himself in the top four or five to begin with. Um, I could see the 24 car being one of those cars, actually. He has been really good. These last three weeks, he's just had issues with, uh, with pit stops and other people's issues. So I, I think the 24 car actually could be one of the ones that comes up from out of nowhere. Like you said, Larson has yet to win a race at Martinsville, but he's also been pretty decent. You know, he's getting better. I wouldn't
1: count him out.
0: Yeah. These last couple weeks it would be amazing to see him run run the board all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things like uh, like last year harvick wins nine races and doesn't make the championship for um larson's already made the championship but don't you feel like almost like if he doesn't win the championship it's kind of a I don't know just a, a a bad way to end things i
1: don't know i mean that's that's part of playoffs that's part of You know, you could have an outstanding football season, and then, you you know, heavy favorites going into the Super Bowl, and then just, you know, it happens. And I know people don't like when you compare racing with other sports, but, I mean, baseball, you could have a fantastic season, and then just, you know, have circumstances beyond your control happen. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Larson won out, but go 12. Go buy Bush's baked beans. We're gonna get more of the chews cone on TV. We all buy some Bush's baked beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, please help me and an area out. <laughs> We're just dying without that chews cone.
1: I don't understand why they don't show it. it. To me, it's super interesting. It shows where, you know, the strategies that people are using. Ryan even basically said that, you know, when he said, you know, nobody was taken and thank you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was paying attention, I took the line, I won the race.
0: That's, that was Michigan and yes. Yes. And I said thank you. <laughs> glad you remembered that one. That that
1: I just couldn't remember if he if he took the high line or the low line. I think he took the low line. I
0: don't know. It was opposite whatever the
1: Whatever everybody else did.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and and Kyle Bush pushed him out front. It was uh, yeah. And then it was eight lap, eight laps of mayhem at Michigan. Um pulled him off. But uh, yeah, the other thing about the choose like I said, I not only the that but like who took two tires, who took no tires, like that restart later in the race, where the 21 this past weekend um, was up there, or the 1 was up there, you know, they were on different strategies, so, you know, could they hold everybody off, were they going to get passed, you know, the 21 kind of felt like a rock actually through there by not taking any tires, you know, Um, so, you know, those are the kind of things that that shoes cone, showing it and then knowing it and understanding it and explaining it as soon as it happens, or even tape it during the commercial. And then come back from commercial and, and show it. You know, whatever you got to do. Because, you, you, you know, they run these commercials right up against the start of the re, uh, the restarts a lot of times. And it's like they should just do the opposite. Go to commercial a little earlier. You know, we talk too much about, you know, well, okay, the pit stop was this and that. And then they. I don't know. I don't know. There's still got to be a better way of doing it.
1: They're always talking, though. Like, just throw the footage behind it while you're talking about, you know, whatever happened in the pit or whatever happened. Just throw it
0: up there. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's so many different times where it feels like you know where they where they start, what line it is, in, what line the leader's in, because he gets the he gets the jump to start before everybody else. Nobody's allowed to pass him before the start finish, so his line's going to move better. And then who's behind you too? A lot of these restarts. Now this this next two weeks we don't have um, that package, and where the, you know the five fifty package, so the, the restarts are a little bit different. Um, but this weekend being in the high line, the whole low line going into turn one and you know,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, could be a difference between you making it through the turn or losing your fender and ending up in the wall. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I, I really want to see Ryan win, just get it over with, get the W and then move on to Phoenix that way. Um, they're definitely capable of it. Like I said, they take care of business. I think don't think they'll have any problem to tell you the truth. There's the last four races there they've been one of the faster cars uh, actually going back to 18 like I said they led you know over 160 laps back in 18 there um, finished second in you know last year there while well, everything else is going on with the championship guys um, you know he's, he's he's been on the pole <laughs> you know he had the pole a couple of years ago uh, back in the, the spring of 20 um, well that you know so finish second then, <laughs> you know, all these seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths, all, you know, within the last five, six years, and there's no reason that they can't do it again and get themselves right up in the front and then just hold everybody off for the last couple laps and win this thing. Um, so, you know, tune in, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Um, also, this weekend is, uh, you know, the, the, the two final races for... Um, the other two series going into the playoffs and on saturday um at 6 p.m on nbc sn will be the dead tools 250 for the xfinity cup and you can watch aj and hopefully austin cendrick do his thing and get himself into that championship four um they're both having a great year and it'll be great to see them get to phoenix and duel it out of phoenix hopefully um, but, uh, Saturday afternoon at, uh, one o'clock on FS1 is the Camping World, uh, United Reynolds 200, and, uh, those of us who follow Josh, uh, Williams, spotter for Ryan, he also does spot for the, uh, 21 truck of, uh, Zane Smith, and, um, this weekend is pretty much must-win for him, also, he is, uh, he is eighth in the playoff standings, mm-hmm. and he basically has to win his way in to, to Phoenix, so, uh. You know, if you get a chance, Saturday afternoon to check that out too, um, Rudon, Josh, and his guy. Um, but uh, like I said, this weekend, uh, Sunday, two o'clock, uh, the Xfinity 500 on NBC, MRN, and uh, I think Peacock also has some sort of on there. Peacock Premium also has it there. Um, so give a listen. Rudemon, I told uh, I told Josh today we're sending all the good vibes their way this weekend, and uh, hopefully we get Ryan that W. And uh, And a clock. And a clock. That's right. It's Martinsville, so let's get the clock. All right, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, please listen to our first episode that really dives deep into how we both became fans of the Blaney Racing family. If you'd like to interact with us, you can find Team Blaney on Twitter, at Team Blaney, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Team Blaney. Don't forget to also download, rate, and subscribe to the Team Blaney Podcast on Apple and Google Podcast apps. And once again, to close out the show, we want to remind you to check out the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. This organization established in 2018 supports causes that have closely impacted the Blaney Family, including the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine. You can find out more about the foundation on its website, ryanblaneyfamilyfoundation.org, or on Twitter at RV Foundation. And finally on Facebook at facebook.com slash RV Family Foundation. Uh, for my co host, Kate, I'm Steve Mez. We'll catch you next time on the Team Blaney podcast. Hi, Blaney. Good night, Douglas.